Hello. Today. Today. Well, today we watched The Holy Mountain brought to you by Mexicans. Nice. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Alberto Dici. That's right. Alberto Ducci. <laughs> Uh, brought us this movie, I think. Mm, I didn't Alberto look. Ducci. Alberto Ducci. We watched this movie, and now we're recording the introduction after the fact. That's right. But they don't have to know Try that. Try to imagine what life was like before you watched this. Uh, have you seen this movie before? No. <laughs> um, Me neither. I've always heard of this one. It's one I've wanted to see for a long time. I, I think I when I... I, I just heard this movie talked about a few times. I remember hearing about, you know, Hodorowski wanted when there's that whole documentary about like his his version of Dune that he was gonna make mm-hmm. and then didn't. I never watched it, but I, I you know, I heard the Holy Mountain and El Topo talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is one I've wanted to watch for a while, but. I think only up until recently it's been pretty easily available on Blu-ray. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, I waited until then to watch it. Yep. And now we've watched it. This was definitely a horror movie, I will say. Scary. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I've also heard of this movie before. I kind of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's like a trippy... Yeah, surrealist, experimental guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I understand what that means. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got another voicemail today, (gasps) so you can leave voicemails for us at Anchor. Uh, I did it the other day, like just to try it out, and it's very easy to do on mobile. And apparently, that's what all these celebrities are doing. So, last episode, we got a a voicemail from former President Obama. Pretty cool. This episode, we got another voicemail. Are you ready to hear it, Matt? Go ahead and play it. I think I'm ready. Hello, Matt and Grattan. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. Film history is maybe not so important, but we can talk about that later, and I'm sure we will. I just wanted to wish you good luck. I love you in Dubai. He loves us. Wow. Yeah, just like the rest of them. That's, uh, it's so good to be loved, you know, mm-hmm. I gotta say. And by such powerful men. Yeah. To be loved is, uh, a real, a real, uh, a real privilege, I gotta say. I agree. Um, yeah. So, thank you, Donald Trump. Yeah, I guess. Th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not crazy about film history, but he still likes our show. I'm, yeah, guess I guess that's all right. I guess that's all right. Um, I'm sort of numb uh, to <laughs> the presidents. I sort of, I sort of saw the trend around Obama. There. Uh, well, there was never any guarantee that uh, the other ones would call in. Yeah, but especially Trump, he he definitely doesn't seem like the type to be into uh, movies and stuff, but. Looks like he is. It's not, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time he surprised us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah. So, thanks. That covers all the former presidents besides Jimmy Carter, who are still with us. That's right. Uh, Something tells me he will not be calling in. Well, I don't know, he might. 
but probably not. Today we're going to do uh, an over the phone phone call. That's right. With our friend Zen, who is co-reviewing this movie with us. And I'm sure we'll have at least a couple things to say about this. Yes. So, with modern technology, we're able to call him call him on the phone from a few hours away. That's right. And uh, uh I'll play the intro. The Holy Mountain was released in May of 1973. It's a Mexican surrealist fantasy film directed and written by Alejandro Jodorowsky. The director also stars as the alchemist. The story of the film was based on the novel Mount Analog by René Dumal. However, since Dumal died before the novel was completed, Alejandro Jodorowsky had to create his own ending to the story. Intent on committing to the spiritual and psychedelic themes of the movie, Jodorowsky used several unorthodox activities to steep the cast into the material. Spiritual exercises, yoga, communal living in the director's home, consumption of LSD and mushrooms were just some of the examples of what went on behind the scenes. Before filming began, Jodorowsky went a week without sleep under the guidance of a Japanese Zen master. Once filming began, things did not calm down. A scene involving the cast jumping into the ocean went awry when the actors started drowning. Nothing from the scene was captured as the crew had to rescue the cast from the water. The film had an estimated budget of $750,000, which contradicts a popular claim that ex-Beatle John Lennon himself donated $1 million to the film's production. Due to the film's bizarre nature, unhinged production, and, for its time, controversial subject matter involving religion and violence, The Holy Mountain has a big cult following. For over 30 years, The Holy Mountain was not officially available on home video in the United States, but thanks to modern boutique media companies and a staying interest in director Alejandro Jodorowsky, The Holy Mountain is now widely available for fans to see. Today, The Holy Mountain has 4.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd, 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% on Metacritic, and 84% on Google. Converted to our completely true stories rating system, The Holy Mountain has an 8.1 average score. Happy Halloween, Happy everybody. Halloween. Ah! Thanks for joining us today. Joining us is our friend from film school, Zen, who is a handsome young filmmaker. Yes. Uh, a talented young man. Who... Watched the same movie that we did. Yes. Yeah. What's up? Hello. I. Uh, nice to be. It's great to be here. I don't think I'd call myself talented. I would call myself. Uh, lonely and ambitious. Nice. That's what I would be. Uh, great to be here. Uh, yeah, we watched the same film, Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. That's right. Uh huh. Yeah. That's the film I hope for us that we can talk about today. It's really exciting. Um, there's a mountain, and um, a lot of a lot of um, naked women and men, children and, and children. There's an entire roving gang of uh, oh, children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was featured on children running around like a city. Yeah, there's a couple scenes with them. This was featured in Michael Jackson's top films of nineteen, mm-hmm, yeah, of the nineteen seventies. The Epstein top twenty-five yeah. films of all time. Yeah, one thousand and one pedophilic films you should see before you die. Yeah, <laughs> in a jail cell <laughs> yeah. by your own hand. <laughs> you know, Jurodowski said. Sorry, can I say something? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay, 
Um, Jurdowski claims that this is a film that's anti-pedophilia, and what's what's a better way to like shun pedophilia than be, you know showing naked children? That's right. You know? mm-hmm. That's a great way of doing it. Good. I'm know? gonna. That's how I'm gonna describe all of my films going forward as <laughs> yeah. anti-pedophilic by putting naked children in them. It just by oh, just by being yeah, d- by just existing? by making what it, just by not being about pedophilia. Yeah, anti-pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I uh, the they sort of lead with uh the kids with uh their their groins painted green. Mm-hmm. Uh which, mm-hmm. you know, is a great way to let us know what's going on. Later on here. we get uh we get kids with unpainted privates. Mm, that's right. Uh and bows mm-hmm. and arrows, right? That's the Yeah, they're being trained that to kill Peruvians, right? Yeah, or, yeah, the whole segment where they're training kids yeah. they the uh, computers decide they're gonna go to war with Peru. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Zen, uh what's this movie about? Tell me in one sentence. <laughs> um I it's about it's obviously about it's about how poop turns to gold. That's that's uh it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. That is. That's, we're all poop, and we can be gold. That's what it is about. That is, in my opinion, very and good. Isn't isn't yeah? That's. What do you think it's about, or what's it about for you two in one sentence? Um, I think uh, you know. Part of me is like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like the <laughs> the dumbass in me. But uh, yeah, like the poop turning to gold now that I I didn't like register that as it, but that is sort of a little mini version of what the mm. movie's sort of supposed to to be. Wow, that's a long sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was all one sentence, by the way. What about you, Gratton? What's your assessment? <laughs> Oh wow! Sorry, Zen pulled up a picture of the uh, guy with the missing eye nice. on an iPad, and he's <laughs> going in and out. Um, okay, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, is <laughs> that's how I would describe this movie? The Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, this is Avengers. This is the Avengers. Yeah, I guess it is. is. Proto Avengers. They are the event. They, they, I mean, there's a Captain Marvel comic book in it, so it's yeah, a Captain Marvel. Captain. Yeah, yeah I, Captain I like, Captain. I liked Captain Captain. That was cool. That was cool. There's a lot of good satire in this. Before we get yeah. too far in, I want to apologize to our listeners and to Matt and Zen. This is not a horror movie at all. This is not a scary <laughs> movie. This is not a Halloween movie. Yeah. I saw it on like one list on IMDb, and I was like, I've heard about it. Holy Mountain sure sounds like a horror movie. Nah, just sort I of mean, a surrealist. Nah. Can I ask you two a question? You two have been watching a ton of films for this. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that this is like the most disturbing film out of the ones you've seen or what? Like like the images in this film are so upsetting. There are some like, pretty intense things yeah. in this. Uh I don't know. We've been watching a lot of the movies we've been watching up until now have been sort of like uh, on the happy Halloween side of yeah. horror movies, like yeah. you know, kind of light uh, in terms oh, yeah. of a viewing experience. Like, but this, yeah, this is definitely like some pretty intense stuff. It's definitely a horror movie if you don't like seeing animals abused slash dead 
Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, if you don't like watching frogs get blown. <laughs> yeah. The frogs. No one mentions that in anything I've read about this film. That, that. The frogs are blown up. <laughs> I love, that was the part that made me go like, you know, in my uh, Jodorowsky voice. Yeah. Yes. I need $1 million, please. <laughs> yes, to make a movie? <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm going to make a movie. That's why I need a million dollars. You know, hard cut to the frogs being blown up in, yeah. like, you know, conquistador outfits or whatever. That's the, that was that was wild. That was, yeah. Um, yeah. That one I didn't find too upsetting, even though it's, like... It's so funny. It's, it's like, so, like, oh, my God, they're you just blowing see like up the frogs. Frogs flipping through the air. <laughs> The little lizards and frogs, I mean, the lizards especially in, like, the little outfits, it's so kind of cute. Like, an adorable yeah, one. it is. When you look at it, and then the next thing you know, Jordan's just blowing up a ton of frogs. Yeah. So you didn't... It's like... What? I was going to say, it, it really does... Gratton's uh, saying, like, yes, I need a million dollars. It feels like he didn't have to blow up the frogs, yeah, and that yeah. was a choice he made somewhere along. The, you know, someone start, <laughs> the frog wrangler started picking up frogs, and he was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, but you're going to blow it up, anything. right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That Did you not read the paperwork we gave you? Um, but yeah, pretty early on, there's also like dead dogs or something. Those like, those like soldiers. Oh my god! That's that, that so, was that's horrifying. I don't know what that is. is that, are those dogs? I, it's six? they look like dogs to me. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, like they're, they're like on. They're yeah, they're like, like crucified. crucified. I thought they were cats. One of those. It's sort of like a four legged. I know. I, I couldn't tell what it was. God, it's okay. really they're like really, skinned and like yeah, burned. It looks like it's really really rough to look at it's yeah. not I mean, it's horrifying yeah i mean it's like a really horrifying image and then it's also like that's it you look at it, it's like that's definitely a real dead animal yeah absolutely i you mean know? there's no way to, there's no way you know it's you know. and this is sort of like the era <laughs> in which you know they were like uh like oh we need the horse to run hit it in the legs with a baseball bat yeah like, come yeah. on you know like that was just standard operating procedure um, um, that's why I wanted to ask you two, like, this is why, this is why I wanted to know if you two, like, cause this is probably the most upsetting, upsetting film I've seen this year, like <laughs> in 2021. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. it's so like, and it's also like sarcastic and in, in its own way, but it's like, I haven't seen like this many, like really disturbing, disgusting images in a film and like in in I, I feel like it was like prepping me for Sal or something. Like mm -hmm. I've never like seen anything like, at least recently that's just like so jarringly like uh, grotesque, and uh, mm -hmm. I, it's, it gets on your skin. I, I think it's a point. It's, that's the point, but it's very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. the The thing that I'm reminded of that this seems a little bit like less uh, upsetting in comparison to. Uh, it's a movie that's with that's like really kind of not good at all. It's like a gross out movie, Necromantic, uh, which mm. is uh, that's just like a gross out movie. But mm. that's got the one of the most upsetting, you know, Im animal abuse images yeah. I've ever seen, where they just show the skinning of a live rabbit. 
Yeah. And it's just really wow. gross. Yeah, it's they like gut like it. Like from start like, you know, from like just it walking around to like a guy coming up and like slitting its throat and then just skinning it like gutting it. You know, it's like disgust it's on like the spot. it makes you mad at the movie. it's that movie's a piece of shit. It's just trying to gross <laughs> you out. Yeah. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. But this at least they killed the animals beforehand, before the camera started rolling. Uh yeah. and they're trying to do something with it. And so it's like there's a tinge of that attitude, I think, though, yeah. like still in here, where it's like every now and then they just throw something in to be like, you know, this is upsetting, isn't it? Yeah, like those dogs right. fighting towards when they're getting close to the holy mountain. Yeah, and yeah. And that's like, God, like they're really, you know, like hurting each other. They're bleeding. Like, you know, like I, this is fucked you know, up. I fucking get it. Yeah. You know, past a certain point, like I get it, and like you don't have to be like upsetting me the entire time for me to like get the effect of what you're doing, and I feel like that might be a, a result of maybe uh, staying awake for an entire week with no yeah. sleep or uh, <laughs> doing LSD, LSD and mushrooms, bingers, yeah. Uh, bringing up the drug use and like crazy production of this movie, this this movie's like really polished looking. In terms of like yeah, camera I mean, work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean it's slick. It looks amazing. Yeah, um, like I, I can't believe this cost like one point five million dollars or how much it costs. Because like it's like the numbers uh, I, I found said under a million is what the the total budget was. Ah, uh, okay. I thought it was like they said it was like seven hundred fifty thousand. That's I think one of someone said that, and then it might it's like higher than that. But like the mm-hmm. film looks. I mean, what they everything they have in it from like. The, the massive groups of people dancing in the streets yeah the 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 set design and the and that giant building and the giant tower that he climbed it's so mm-hmm. everything's so like i can't believe like it was like that cheap because it, it just feels it's way better looking than any you know the Corella Deville, or like <laughs> the Corella, like that movie Topical. cost I don't know, like two hundred million dollars, and that movie looks like trash, you know. Right. So it it just it's just um you know the, the contemporary films can't even like match up to like what Marvel films you know I don't they can't match up to like what this film looks like. It looks like I mean it looks at points it's like beautiful, like the lighting is yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It like, doesn't look wonder, cheap. Like, no, definitely not. It looks no. it's like a fucking design like smorgasbord like mm-hmm. so many it's ideas. got tons of great images yeah you know that could just be like you know posters amazing or, or stuff so, like yeah a lot of the one of my favorite shots was when they uh it's like a top-down shot of the uh of that the, room with the, the room alchemist that looks like yeah 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 and they start spinning and it's like yeah. pretty much perfectly that was crazy it's like so precise uh-huh. for like how crazy this movie sounds and how like sort of low budget it was like everything's so polished and slick yeah that's in i i do want to say not everything has that level of polish in the movie it's just like certain shots have that like mm-hmm. you know kubrick level attention to detail yeah where it's like you know completely you know like it, it kind of takes you out of it it's like damn like you know i, I would look i'm looking at this and i was just looking at like you know some dirty street yeah some know. dude's ass yeah <laughs> I was just looking at someone's asshole. It could have been George Harrison's ass, you know. He could like because he was supposed. Jordowski wanted George Harrison, I believe. Oh, in, for the Jesus guy. In, uh, 
for the Jesus, for the thief character, for the Jesus guy. And George Harrison was like, I'll do it if you take out the like cleaning the the, the butt scene. And um, um, he's like, you're not like, hell no. And, and he's like, I'm not going to be in it. He couldn't. I, I guess I won't be in it. And then Jordowski later claimed that um, he he regretted it because he thought if George Harrison was in it, he'd get more viewers. I mean, I feel like a film that like that would be like good for like. I feel like it's very inspired by like later Beatles, like you know when they're like in the um, psychedelic stage of their career. Like it reminds you a little mm. bit of that that sort of like color pop art, you know, very very much inspired by the Eastern by Eastern art and and theology mm-hmm, like yeah. that sort of aesthetic it might be a lot of that yeah you know? yeah i mean it makes sense that out of the beatles it was john and george that yeah. were into this guy's <laughs> yeah filmography. Yeah. that man yeah. they missed out on george <laughs> that that asshole shot is just funny <laughs> like scrubbing his asshole it's like okay yeah. also, i get like, it i figured the, they couldn't have gotten like a different guy for that one shot because you don't see his face in that shot yeah no could... he said he could even said like can you not get a different guy and you're and you're not like hell no i will have your ass or no ass. that's Damn. what i mean when like you know i i feel like he's got some good ideas but like you know i feel like his brain is probably fried to a point where he's just like being a little over the top in places yeah. where he doesn't need to be or like yeah sort of just going way or like veering off like a little the, bit i don't know a whole lot about this movie but i i do know that they were i put it in the intro that they were like the the main cast was living at his house for a while he like forced them to live yeah. there it's i don't know how that was for them but i don't know yeah it's it, it's but i mean so like the film, like um, what's so like fascinating, like with the first like half, I'd say it's like almost like, virtually a silent film. There's like mm. there's really no dialogue in this movie. It's like really just like a ton of um, visuals. Mm. And like you were mentioning, like I think because you guys mentioned in your in your Phantom Carriage podcast episode that you know a lot of silent films like didn't were not they kind of failed at um, using visuals to express expressed her story mm-hmm. and i feel like this like i was thinking about that when i was watching this film because i'm like there's like no there's basically no dialogue and really no one really talks in this movie at all except at least in the first half mm-hmm. and um i was like he's just expressing everything through visuals it's very much like a silent film because everything's very animated everything's very over the top um and i don't know if this film would like succeed if it was like if it had like um if it tried to be like like more narrative driven or plot driven because it's not mm-hmm. at least in my opinion it's very much like atmospheric it tries to like it's trying to like show you a ton of like very um images that stick in your mind and it, it's try- like this the moment when you have um the thief slash jesus character like or he's like holding these balloons like these giant these these, these groups of like like hundreds of red balloons and hundreds of blue balloons i think yeah and then you have his like his like um his his uh what's the word he there's like a what what, what do they make out of him like they make these versions of him what, what oh like cast they make yeah. Or, cast, yeah. Or, yeah like paper mache yeah a bunch of copies of him of yeah him. right and the cast like they're they, they tie a cast of him to these balloons and he floats up to the sky. I'm like, seeing this, I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, it is so um, jarringly, like, fresh and original in a way that mm. I'm like, this guy, 
and you know, Jurodowski, he's a he's a very beloved filmmaker. You know, he's he's not controversial at all. You mm-hmm. know, no one no one dislikes him at all. Mm-hmm. He's very he's well liked. He's like our contemporary uh, Spielberg in a way. You know, right? He's like Spielberg. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm like this guy who's like, <laughs> like I don't like I don't like Jurodowski based off of everything you know we know about him. But I'm seeing this film, I'm like, this, this man's like maybe very, not a genius, but he's got ideas. He's got an imagination that, I guess that's what a ton of LSD or films no, will do to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean... The, I don't know. There's like, I mean, just, uh, this is the movie with the most ideas. This movie has more ideas than any other movie I've ever seen. You know, like uh, so much I mean, is like being thrown at you and like so many... <laughs> ideas especially around and up into you know the section from like when he first when the thief first goes into the city and up into when they finally get the avengers together to to go Mm -hmm. to the holy mountain uh there's like i mean just a massive amount of like visual and like even just like generally like ideas just like you know these ideas for like these worlds that these people live in uh-huh. uh, yeah. apparently on other planets maybe not uh but if that was meant they say like their planet i don't know if that means they're actually there or if they're just like assembling like a well they t- they talk about like humanity and like you know the one talks about like peru mm-hmm. so like they're all I'd imagine. on earth i think that's supposed to be like you know so- something to do with you know, assembling like a cosmology of yeah, people or, or something, some, some shit with astrology or something. Yeah, you know, some other made like up that. bullshit. Going back to Zen's point about uh, you know, the narrative versus like visual, you know, past that the story takes. I think like the first, the first half really feels, and I I don't know. That's the thing that's like you know, keeping me from being, like, totally critical of the movie is, like, I don't know anything about this book that it was, like, loosely based off of. Right. But, like, that first part feels like, you know, there's no way this can be based on a book, right? Because it's basically just random shit happening. More or less. Like, you've got this guy, and you have, like, characters every now and then, but, like, you know, you're you're mainly just watching shit that, like, just doesn't cohere. No, yeah, you I know, was, and yeah, and then once you get into the part when they go into the 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 different people's like backstories and stuff, that's the part when it like it does take a narrative, like yeah. it's still got like that visual like kick to it, but it is very narrative. Like you're introducing characters; these characters are going to like go on a journey, you mm-hmm. know, both physically and like you know their character yeah. is is going to change by the end of it, and then like by the end, it's like complete you know, almost like a storybook. It's like you uh, get married and go live uh-huh. in the castle. Yeah. And, you know, and then by the end, it's just like, you know, we're in a movie, which yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe it's just because I, that's a little played now. Like Maybe. The, we were in a movie. This wasn't even real, but I'm sure then it was a little more yeah, biting. But I think all that to say is I think like for how strong some of the visuals are, I think it would have helped a more traditional like I want to see what a traditional more traditional narrative would be like from this guy yeah because so much of his visuals are great and so much of that narrative like I love all the the satire of those people like you know those those uh them testing out those like bayonet 
blades yeah, on guys just yeah. running in. Like, that's, like, really, really solid satire. It's, like, you know, RoboCop level of, like, it's funny, and, like, I also yeah. agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with what you're telling me, and you're yeah. doing a really good job of making that funny and over the top without being, like, insulting. Right, yeah. So... I, I like uh I like when the tourists are going around filming stuff mm-hmm. towards the beginning and that yeah. one lady gets like starts having sex with a soldier <laughs> and her husband's taking pictures of her but yeah. um yeah I mean the I was a little worried in the first half of this movie because the imagery is great and the thing is like a lot of older movies when they have like really you know like uh outside the box imagery like this and just like they're approaching you know, like visuals from such an oblique angle, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of the time I feel like the capturing of them isn't quite there or like there to match like how good these ideas are. Mm-hmm. But like, this is like so well photographed not to go off on a tangent too much. We already talked about how slick it looked, but um, yeah, but it, it, I was worried in the first half that it was going to like remain shapeless and just be like a bunch of like, this guy is Jesus ah yeah, fa- yeah fascist imagery but it like i i think that part where they start introducing people uh it find it forms like a backbone mm-hmm. once he's shit into a, a bowl mm-hmm. uh then we re- the movie really locks in which is great that's just a that that's a good uh example of how to edit yeah. a, a poop scene because yes. you, you have the lead up like there's this bowl that's being handed off you got this guy with no pants on he sits over the bowl and as soon as you realize like there's a good chance he might poop they cut to poop in the bowl you don't yeah. even need to see him poop it's just there mm-hmm. and you know outside of it turning into gold the poop was good yeah looked great <laughs> mm-hmm. what did you think of the poops then it was, it was, could have been more convincing you know <laughs> I think it could have been more detailed. I wish we had more shots of the poop. <laughs> just so yeah. we could get it was, to understand. It had to be real poop, right? I would imagine. I don't know. That's, come on. I mean, do you think that was real? Yes. That, see, it looks real. It, that's why it, it, it upsets me because it looks real. <laughs> yeah, like, I've I never seen real poop on film. I mean, think about, was, if you think about the budget for this movie, how much would it cost to make poop compared to pooping? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's how a good budget filmmaker operates. I would poop. If he sees an opportunity to be real, he seizes it. Yeah. Right. He says, this is filmmaking. This He's shitting into a bowl, and he (laughs) says, this is filmmaking. This is art. This is filmmaking. I'm I'm very curious about how much of a struggle this film might have been, like, like, was to make, because there's so many animals. And animals, Mm -hmm. like in the scene for like literally like a half a second like in one yeah. shot you know there's a camel mm-hmm. in like the, yeah. the little in that in that rainbow room oh, ra- rainbow room you know um which is a beautiful room i mean when mm-hmm. he like jumps through that um when he like jumps through that like a paper circle wall, yeah. i guess circle yeah he uh and we enter this rainbow room it's like the film switches to something much more like i i, I think much more um steady much yeah. more it's it's it, it becomes more contemporary and it becomes more it, we're watching something at, at the first like half because i feel like the film split, um, split into three parts which is like the first part is like the chaos of the world and the heart and, and 
how mm. horrific the world is. Then we just get the introductions to these people that we see, these planets, and you know who they are and how they add to the chaos of the world, essentially. You know, mm. and then we the final part is the journey, and the first half is like almost it feels like it could be basically like a, and maybe I'm wrong, but it could be like a documentary of like just you know some in some tumultuous country in south mm-hmm. america mm-hmm. um but um and then once he jumps through like this do that paper uh, circle and he enters like this rainbow room it feels much it feels like I, that's when it started clicking for me that's mm-hmm. when i felt like the film was like um that's when like the film is attempting to i guess become something more poetic if you can say this film's poetic yeah. or something more we're starting to see the beauty in what Jodorowsky's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I really love if you, if you don't like, like the final moments of the film, I really love like the final moments of the film. Cause I, cause I feel like these characters can't escape themselves and they're trying to find a means to become better people. At the end, they realize like only they can help themselves. And at the end, Jordowski went saying that, you know, we can't go to cinema or we can't go to something like that escapism. We can't go through like this kind of escapism art form um, to help ourselves or to escape from our own problems. We have to face ourselves in the face of the real world. I mean, that's literal. I think he might be a little bit too literal at the end, but I, I really like that about it. I, you know, um, I, I feel like it's very, uh, it's, it's not something that I would expect from a film like this. It feels like it's, it, it like downplays everything that came before it's saying like, Oh, you shouldn't take any of this seriously at all, which is something I really like because mm. I was really afraid that this film will be, this is, this is a film that would take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're on a tangent there, but or, oh no! I just kept talking. No, like, no, no, no. You're good. Yeah, you're good. I, I I agree with a lot of it. Uh, part of me with the ending, uh, is like you know, like when he's like you know, he's like we're in a movie, which ha- uh, another movie we watched uh, had a similar ending, mm-hmm. uh, Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath yeah. but it was much, it was a little more silly. But this, uh, you know, there is that like element of like you've been watching a movie. It's like I, it's like a little like straightforward with that like presenting that idea. Yeah. But I do like the the answer of being like okay, you know, or I like the the sort of like non closure in the ending, and like how it doesn't descend into nonsense and it kind of finds something. It's like okay, we're gonna like continue this like self discovery or yeah, yeah. immortality, but that this is gonna happen outside of the art and outside of your view. Uh-huh. Um, I like that a lot, mm-hmm. and I like that it didn't like descend into like complete nonsense. Uh, like I feel like this movie could mm-hmm. like where it's like we're going to have a bunch of paint in front of the screen or something. Yeah, yeah you know? I, I agree. Shifting colors, you know, but uh, it is very like yeah conservative in that. Mm-hmm. regard and it almost like it almost mocks what you sort of think it's sort of approaching when they like go to like that little uh what is it the pantheon bar mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. go into that little place and there's like the guy saying like oh you can take lsd and they seem to say yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's bullshit as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i like it's like this movie's kind of pretentious but also not it, it you're right it's not taking itself too seriously 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it feels real. Like it, it feels like they're not just like fucking around and like hoping something sticks. Like uh, a lot of other like sort of surrealist movies like this might. Yeah. Yeah. I but... mean, it does feel like that sometimes, though. Like a little. It... Okay. No. Yeah. You got I, it. The the machine. The <laughs> the I, I didn't <laughs> understand the um, orgasm machine. That was a real. You didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to get? She fucked in the machine. Come on, got... get with the program. And there was then. Let's, really, let's let's talk about important things. Come on the <laughs> come on the ground. I mean, you know, I don't feel like this feels like a You're covered right. ground. Before we <laughs> before we get to the or before we move away from the ending, I I would just want to give my two cents. Like I yeah, don't. Sure. My thing is like uh. I mean, to boil it down to my main problem is I really just don't think they're being, like, as profound as they think they are mm. with, like, you know, that this is a movie, we are movie characters. Like, I... And maybe that's just because I liked where it was going because I heard, like, you know, that the the book didn't get finished and uh-huh. so he had to make up his own. And so I liked where it was headed where it was like, okay, we're taking all of these wealthy and elite people and you know, it, it starts with this journey to, to gain immortality, but like they have to go through all this stuff. And like, you know, it, it is, it ties back into what Zen was saying about like the, the, um, the, uh, Eastern like influences, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, the, he, he says something, whatever, isn't it the alchemist or whatever, what yeah, do they the call alchemist. him? Yeah. That's He's like, Hodorowsky. I'm going to show you a shortcut to enlightenment. And, you know, they burn the money and they burn, like, the, the self-image and then they go through this whole thing. But, like, I don't know. I liked that the whole journey was, like, kind of the realization that there is no shortcut to enlightenment. Right. Because the enlightenment was, like, by the end of it, you don't care about immortality because you've already gotten rid of money. You've gotten rid of the self-image. So, like, there's nothing to hold on to. Why would you want to live forever? And I was like, okay, like, that's that's pretty good. And even... Though, like, I guess you could see that coming from a while away. But it, it's, it's like, and substantial, though. Like, it means it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. I feel like the the ending kind of, like, you know, shoves that to the side. And, like, yeah. it's like, but we are in a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sort of goes off track a little bit. I, I, I see that. Yeah, and also I feel like, you know, you're working so hard to build this illusion that is the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just to throw it away and be like, you know, look how foolish you were watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the vibe that it's like telling you you are fool or telling the viewer they're foolish. Foolish. And no, I don't me... think it's calling them that, but I mean, like that's yeah. like the vibe from like the character. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like, no, I, I there is like an element of of bullshit too. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing it away, but at the same time, also like. You know, I do wonder if it's, like, there's also, like, an element of integrity to it, where mm-hmm. it's, like, they're willing to throw that away. It just depends on how, yeah. on, like, things you can't know, like, exactly what he meant yeah. to do with the ending, mm-hmm. or exactly what angle, or where he was coming from, yeah, what attitude right. I guess you shouldn't Yeah. No, but... Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. But, yeah, we can go back to the sex machine if you want to... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, I forgot why, why why I mentioned that. I well, I say I said I mentioned that one. Just mean that, like I feel like he is still he does 
throw a lot of things out and some of it doesn't stick at least in my opinion but like i i think um i think he does i think he's i think the film's very convincing in its like in it's very sensory uh in, in its attempts to be very sensory and it's it's, it's different um in its style and it's in, in its um um what's the word like it doesn't um i i was immersed i was like fully immersed in this film mm. um and and i was so prepared like it reminded me of, a, of, a, of another film and i i don't know if we're allowed to talk about a different film Luke, but and it might be a bad comparison but it reminds me of like putney swope which mm. is like 1960 mm-hmm. 1960s um i believe it's 1960s robert Downey senior film yeah. where it's like kind of there's kind of like the same styles like just a lot of chaos happening mm. and a lot of like just insanity and in that film i feel like the filmmakers really throw things out without any intention or if there's intention it went over my head and in this film um it's sort of like the same there's sort of like the same chaotic uh things are just constantly happening vibe or mm. sorry it's not very um articulate but just things are constantly happening and but i feel like I don't feel like he just throws different things at you. I feel like he's like, everything's adding up to each other. Like, I feel like it's layered instead of like, I feel like when you see this one thing and you see another thing that seems very, um, that seems like, that seems to connect to what we pre- previously saw. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, with all the Christ-like imagery and the and the um, the, the issues with, with gender di- dynamics and, mm-hmm. um, with you know sexual evolution and everything like that, it just feels very, it feels very intentional in my opinion, um, in a way that I, I I think, you know, that surprised me because I was just ready for it to be nonsense, mm, you know, yeah. which, like I was, I watched this like at like nine nine in the morning yesterday, mm-hmm. which is not a great great way to watch. Great, I guess it's a good time to watch because. I like I had I wasn't depressed for the rest like I've um, I was like up and ready to live life and I watched this film and you know it kind of brings you down but I think it's very um I think it's very convincing and it's um it's attempts to be provocative does yeah. that make sense yeah yeah I don't know if that was like nonsense right there no. but <laughs> no I think we both agree with what you're yeah it, what you're it, saying it's I've... it's never complete like uh everything even like the stuff like the the sex robot and uh what's another wild image uh the guy shoving his finger into an asshole yeah the the art guy it's right before the sex robot he just like pokes that that asshole that painted ass Mm -hmm. um you know but that that stuff is at least like it's orbiting around some sort of theme uh-huh. Or idea like it's yeah. never like I know I know what you mean in like Putney Swope where it's just like this scene like you know has almost nothing to do with everything else other than that's the same people but like you know there's no progression or you know really even thematic you know maxim along which everything's tied but this is like a little more at least united by something even if like a lot of them, it's like sort of in retrospect that that sort of comes together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. mm-hmm. Did you have anything to mm-hmm. add to that? No, so I didn't. I've got a, no, I'm Zen, sorry. Zen, do you think there is any significance or what is the significance of the monkey? 
Oh, oh okay. That's, that's part of <laughs> okay, the cast. So, <laughs> I cannot tell. Well, sorry, I'm like um, very uh, excitable. I yeah, yeah, I do want to I do want to say it because our audience doesn't know this, but you do have a little bit of a leg up on us because you watched this yesterday and we're we watched it like an hour or two ago. Yeah, you know, so you've had I mean, a little more time to process it. Yeah. Right, but I feel like I'm forgetting a lot of things already because there's so much in so much in there. Like I cannot, right. I can um, you know, there's this monkey and this girl that keeps following them around. Right? Isn't that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this monkey and this girl that keeps following them around. Yeah. This I. It, 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 I feel like she's like supposed to be like a Mary Magdalene type character. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like she's supposed to be like this sort of like um, this, this because because he's um the the Christ character is like told to leave before any of the characters like find go go up the mountain or see the um what are the names of the people? See, I forget. I forgot a lot of things already. What are the names of these people the, that they're supposed the to? The elders or something, right? No, it's the, the elders. Uh, is it the elders or just the immortals? The uh, Eternals, something like that. The uh, Eternals, man, that's a Marvel movie coming. Oh, out. that is a Marvel movie. That is right. <laughs> yes, with Kamel Nanjiani, who's yeah. not—he's definitely not taking steroids. Mm-hmm. He didn't nope. take any steroids. Nope. Anyway, but um, yeah. Anyway, 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 they keep on, and so like the Christ-like figure. What's his name? I don't know his name. Um, the, the thief. thief. Yeah. The thief is told to. Um, like go back and like he just meets like he 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 ends up with uh, the uh, the monkey I believe and this woman mm-hmm. I think am I right yeah and they leave and I feel like I, I can't I think the monkey and the woman are supposed to be like this man's like um, acceptance acceptance of reality like mm. they're supposed to go back like the rest of these characters are trying to find like this higher purpose and this higher sense of like being he just this, he is told not to do that because um he's trying to find pleasure or he the alchemist hopes that this character can find pleasure or comfort or knowledge in what is there already instead of what could be or what isn't there does mm-hmm. it make sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, that makes sense at all no, something something that i i noticed was like throughout the journey like they're always being followed by this woman and the monkey and uh once they get on the boat they um uh the the alchemist tells him to like forget about her like you know like don't mind them like keep pursuing the goal and you know i wonder if that like i don't know because it it almost seems like uh she's supposed to be some kind of like in a way like tempting him yeah which, you know, at the end, it doesn't really feel like he's giving in to temptation because, like, that guy's basically just telling him, like, follow your heart. Right, like, that's your fate. But or... earlier it does seem like, you know, that's just one of the temptations, like the the, the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is just, like, something you're not supposed to pursue. But, yeah, you know, but... she's never characterized in that way where she's, like, trying to seduce him or anything. Yeah. There definitely is, like, a Mary Magdalene, like, parallel for sure since she's like sort of like half like an almost virtuistic like mm-hmm. follower but she's not like in the main group but she's always there and i think yeah she's supposed to or if there is like a symbolic or thematic thing to pull from her and from the combo of her and the monkey mm-hmm. is that she's like a connection 
to like a primal desire mm. or something because mm. she's always mm. holding his mm. hand which is very sweet i like that they have the <laughs> monkey holding her hand the whole time mm. but yeah it's definitely like i think he's like you know like you don't want to ascend go back um beyond th- thematic and symbolic uh significance though they got the they got the monkey dressing they got him dressed mm. up all the time he's got yeah. a coat he's got a hat uh they had him posted up in like a, a very like he was like had his hands folded in yeah. like a ritualistic pose yeah yeah they that had, was like, yes yeah, honestly on one of my favorite things about the movie mm-hmm. uh that the monkey sticks around the whole time he they have him rowing the boat yes that was he, one right. of the, the greatest monkey scenes in the movie super cool monkey scenes mm-hmm. and well um that's such a good point and i don't uh, I, I don't mean to get like metaphorical again about no. trying to find meaning in everything, but like the monkeys wearing outfits and a lot of the animals wear things like mm. the camels wearing this insane thing. Right. And um, um, a lot of the animals are wearing things. The snake. And a lot of times the humans are the snake. The what? <laughs> this, there's a part when a woman like knits a sweater for the snake. It's like a boa constrictor oh. or something. And it's got this giant like yeah, little knit, sleeve. knit sleeve on it. And it's right, like rainbow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then the, a lot of the times the humans are fully naked, you know, the, the, mm. the people are just like naked. I feel like he's trying to make a connection between like, like, like Matt said, like, like, um, like this, I, I think he's first trying to say that humans and animals, like humans are animals. Like there's no difference mm-hmm. in us really in each other really. And, and, um, and then, you know, he's also trying to say that, you know, he, he's also trying, I think he's trying to comment on, you know, how, you know, we're we're disguising our primal nature through outfits and through these like sort of through these very um conventional or or traditional modes of like trying to become more than animals by wearing costumes or by not giving in to our base pleasures you know and um by wearing outfits and clothes and um but in the end you know we're all the same we, we all have these urges just like animals and people because we see i mean with respect you know we see i believe what is a two two uh what do we see do we see two goats having sex or cows, or, cows uh, at, towards the cows, holy mountain yeah cows. yeah cows have sex. you see a lot of humans having sex you know mm-hmm. and it's very um it's it's he's making a lot of parallels between between um our primal nature and our more uh more higher intellectual in, intelligent um mm. you know mindful nature um and it's a little overdone obviously but it's it's very it's i mean it's also very uh jarring and also entertaining mm-hmm. in a way i mean the film I mean, you've got to admit like the film's got images that you've never seen before and you you wouldn't really expect in like a 1973 independent production that mm-hmm. cost like less than two million dollars like it's it's very um it's he, he does a lot with a little with a little with so little and says a lot mm-hmm. and i think it's, I, it's very convincing and very i think commendable sorry mm-hmm. i don't know where i went there no you're, you're totally I, uh, right it, it's my first podcast <laughs> i apologize you get you, you listen you're only on two strikes don't worry as long as you don't get <laughs> another one you're fine yeah but no it is like i think one of the things about this movie is like especially you consider the budget or the production it's like so rich feeling and like how mm-hmm. deep uh 
like the design and stuff is mm-hmm. like every like just crazy ideas for like shots that last you know less than a minute like the uh, old lady uh with one of the uh one of the 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 i guess disciples mm-hmm. or whatever uh the lady on like the high toilet a toilet yes. that's like six feet off the ground uh-huh. awesome you know you can get some probably you know symbolic stuff of like oh her elevating herself or whatever but uh at the end of the day it's just funny it's a great image just <laughs> yeah, seeing a tall lo- toilet and we need and more all, why are no we doing way this? no way to get up there either no is what i love is that she's just up there and we never see her get up or down and she's pissing the entire time and singing yeah she's she's <laughs> she's pissing for like two minutes straight you know the whole time which is awesome that's just an awesome idea to have you know, yeah. a character pissing throughout an entire scene. <laughs> it lasts like two minutes. Um, another great visual uh, is the lady, the old, like the really old lady who's uh, in a tree that's entirely covered in dead chickens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and she cuts that guy's dick and yeah. balls off. Yes. Um, there's yep. also the old man with titties and half a beard. Oh, yeah, that was oh, my particularly <laughs> yeah. nasty. That was really like, oh, I saw like, <laughs> you could see it there like from a really, really wide shot. And it's like, is that an old woman that like sits yeah. up and there's a beard and it's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you guys think of, um, um, like Jordowski himself being like the alchemist? Like, like, I don't know if that's like, but, but, like what do you think? I kind of appreciate it because I feel like he's putting his actors through a lot of bullshit and he also go, puts himself through bullshit. Like he shaves his own head, which right. is something I appreciated as someone who would, because I feel like they're really shaving their heads, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Several people shave their heads. Uh, yeah, all, yeah all of them do. People's, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like he's like putting, himself, he's not this all seeing all knowing director. He's like putting himself down. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like he's like not putting himself down, but putting himself on equal, equal playing field with with the rest of his cast, saying that anything can happen to him too, not just his cast. Did, did you guys know that like they were meant to shoot something else on the boat, but I believe like they were um, like I hear this 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 shoot was a mess, like in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, is um, it the part about the people drowning? Yeah, like people. Yeah, that was in the uh, intro. Okay, yeah, yeah, like people drowning. I don't know if it's that scene with the um, where he where he has the Jesus character throwing off that amputee. That yeah, Yeah. the amputee. Like I don't know. I hope that wasn't the scene. But also, (laughs) I speaking of like, I feel like the film is kind of if we're trying to glean like, I, I don't think it respects the disabled that much. Like I feel like it's kind of ableist in a lot of ways. I don't know if that's a good reading or a good thing to bring up. But... I feel like they included a lot of disabled people. Yeah, there's for a something. lot of like amputees that show up throughout mm. the entire movie, and they're usually put in like the place of like just like crowd extras. I notice. So yeah. I don't know. If I they're... mean, I, you could you could honestly make the argument either way. Yeah, you know, but it like does the... feel a little like. It's like the kids with their dicks out, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, oh, I'm anti-pedophilia. It's, it's like, like, okay, well, yeah. cool. Yeah, Thanks I don't for, even yeah. know if I want to even try to open the can of worms with him. But, yeah, it is – No, there is like a certain uh, – like with – you can see it a little bit in the animals, and I'm not sure I want to draw a parallel between animals and disabled people. But let's go ahead and do it. But let's and... go ahead and do it. <laughs> Um, but like there is like a certain uh, lack of care that you can sort of feel 
Uh, or like, you know, like nowadays you can, you get, I mean, just because it's common practice and like, if there would be trouble, if not, but like, there's definitely like a feeling of like, okay, you know, no, these fucking animals are actually getting their heads cut off and skinned Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, that, that dog head, that severed dog head on the dresser is fake. Mm -hmm. But here there's like a certain like coldness to that or like, you know, there's like a certain like hard edge to some of it that's like a little like you know, makes you sort of step back a little bit. And I see that a little bit. I, 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 I sort of see what you're saying. Like there is that hard edge feeling to like, sort of like, I don't know. There's almost like a sideshow attraction but I vibe feel like, to it. But yeah. I feel like the, uh, the one like disabled guy, the little mm. guy who's, you know. With Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's like his sidekick for a while there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel. I don't feel like that was very disrespectful. Like I because no. I don't think anything. Like I don't think they played on the disability at all. Like not. I, I don't know. It just seemed well, like he was like there. Other than the fact that he well, couldn't swim, but I mean, like I, I also don't feel like that was like a direct like attack on like him. I think that was like supposed to be a representation of like worldly attachments that the Jesus guy had. Right. And it was just like, you know, the metaphorical connection of like, that's not going to survive if you throw it away mm-hmm. by itself. But I don't think that would, I don't think that specifically had anything to do with the, the little fellow's disabilities. Right. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> um, look, you, you brought it up. Like you brought up, I was going to bring up like the fact that he's like supposed to represent like the Jesus characters, like sort of like, you know, um connection to like his past self i guess which is like deemed as bad or wrong which then you know um rubs me the wrong way does that make sense like it rubs me the wrong it, it just it makes me a little uncomfortable to think that jordan's representation is something that's like not who the character should be or the sins of one's past self or who one is like that, that they don't want to be someone, someone that someone's it represents in my opinion, Jordan's trying to say he represents some, something that Jesus, Jesus character shouldn't be. So he should throw him off the boat so he can become something else. And that rubbed you the wrong way. Does that make sense? I think it's less about getting rid of the, the character, the disabled character. I think it's more about the connection between him in the disabled character is what that part is supposed to represent. And I think in that scenario, it's not just like you need to stop being friends with disabled people. It's like, you need to like lose your attachments. You know, I think that's what it's about. I don't think it's what's being represented. There is, you know, supposed to be a one-to-one with like, you know, this guy equals bad thing. Mm. No, but he does, he, he does equal like, Right, but but he's using him to like represent, like he's using him to represent this idea of like of something that's that he shouldn't be. That's bad. Like, and I know you know we're not just talking about. I'm not trying to say that it's just the disabled character. That's what's wrong, and that's what he should give up is this connection to a disabled character. I'm saying that I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I, I felt like he played a lot with. You know, these sort of uh, every disabled character was sort of like this uh, 
screaming, yelling hooligan for some reason. And, uh, um, and I understand like in third world countries, you know, they're not given the respect that they're given. And it's like they're of a different class, essentially, if you're disabled. But um, well, what uh, and, what other characters are disabled well, in, in the movie? I can't think of any. There's like two more, but I'm forgetting where they where, where what, what scenes they're in. But like one character, maybe maybe you guys can remember. But but there's one character that doesn't have like arms and what like two arms, and he starts like kicking. I can't remember where it's from, but he starts kicking the sun, and you guys can probably just delete this whole tangent. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no. um, um, he starts kicking like. I can't remember. Like, I cannot remember what scene it's from, and I literally just watched it like twenty-four hours ago. But I can't. Um, it, it escapes me. There, but I'm just saying that I think what he does there is a little off-putting. Um, to me, it's it doesn't seem. Um, I feel like he's saying something that's kind of if he's if, if he's if he's like commenting commenting talking about um like what Grattan said like this different the different parts of the Jesus characters past and everything else like like his his connection to the world um well then why use like um this disabled character like I'm, I'm just curious as to why he did that and what and I know there could be a different ton of questions that we can overanalyze every single thing that every single thing we see in the film but you know to me that's one aspect of the film where i just don't think he he handles that properly does that make sense yeah like i don't think he does a job a, 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 an appropriate job i mean he obviously doesn't do a appropriate job of a, lot, of a lot of things you know it's very it's shock factor a lot of the film is shock mm-hmm. factor or a lot of the film is trying to shock you but um to me i don't see a productive way of looking at at how he treats that character does that make sense yeah, I, I, I think, like yeah, no, I, I mean, I think there is like an element of like, you know, he definitely is like more of a symbol than the other characters, at least we're just, I'm just going to focus in on the, the amputee that's attached to the thief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is like a symbol of, I, I think, uh, the most general way you could put it is like a lack of ability or like some way in which that character or a way to represent a way in which that character is like, um, in a, a way in which that character has like a lack of ability to, to be able to like understand or be able to like be whole, um, on the journey, you know what I mean? Or it's like some like, you know, like sort of injured or like incomplete part of him. Uh, or like, you know, but I do see, right, but it's not in bad taste then. It's not in bad taste. Well, like I mean, it's, it's like, I, I think, well, there is like an element of like, uh, that I see where it's like, um, to him, everybody's sort of reduced to a symbol, you know, like every human, but the, he, he more than them is sort of reduced to something that's just used as like a metaphor. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I, I don't it's it's definitely clashes with sort of like uh a modern uh conscience um like with the animals you know there there is like that not to go back to this but like you know there is like a feeling of like just there really isn't like too much of a care for like what this might do beyond whatever metaphor or image he's creating mm-hmm. you know what i mean like whatever he's trying to create a parallel or allegory 
you know, too. It's like, okay, well, you know, the way in which I get it, I don't think he's like a fucking monster or anything trying to get to, you know, but there is like, you know, like I'm, I'm creating an image and, you know, at the end of the day, these people are more parts of an image than, you know, like, or like, uh, what these people are in real life, you know, doesn't matter. I feel like, which is a a critical point for me. I feel like I guess I just came away with like a different understanding of what he was supposed to be because I mean if you look at the rest of the movie outside of that boat scene there's really no scene that depicts that depicts him as being any less capable than most characters because I mean he's the one who like saves this guy at the beginning right he's like isn't he like yeah he looks dead for a while yeah like, or at least he's like you know a drunk all, aren't or those like, like kids like harassing him or something yeah they throw rocks at him and, like, this little guy is, like, the one who, like, saves him, and he, like, he lights that cigarette by himself, and, like, mm-hmm. we don't we don't get any idea that this guy is, like, incapable of doing anything that other people aren't until the boat scene, which is why I feel like it's less of, like, you know, you need to get rid of him, as in, like, you need to get rid of this. It's just, like, the, the action of mm-hmm. drowning this friend is representative of him detaching himself from connections which is that was my interpretation which i feel like doesn't have much to do with well, like his disability i i'd agree with that but i think there is yeah. an element of like i i think he is tied a little more firmly to what are supposed to be the thief's weaknesses but definitely mm-hmm. I, I would say more than anything it's his worldly attachment mm-hmm. uh because he, he's most prominently featured in uh the first part that's just you know chaos yeah or whatever and mm-hmm. uh you know he's like laughing with him yeah and, like walking down there's sort of like a uh, you get the sense that right. it's like you know like laughing drunk like just sort of mindless mm-hmm. but I, I i do also get like the uh there is like a, a certain negativity attributed to him i uh, so i i also see that but uh, but uh, I don't care. I mean, great. <laughs> I mean, speaking of like that, that's a great opening. Like just like you see like just this character like covered in like laying in his like his own piss and well, first of all, Ugh. the amount of insects in this film was so upsetting. Yes, like those... that scene with like those people on the ground and you have these spiders crawling over. Uh, all over. I wouldn't be able to handle it. The flies on on the thief's face at the very beginning are fucking disgusting. It's It's so disgusting. I hope he got paid, man. Yeah. He, 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 like, right after that scene, we cut to, like, you know, this huge city and people are being where, where protesters are being shot and killed and and then the youth are being like murdered by the police and it's so uh it throws you right into like the story and this world it's it's so well done and very uh very jarring but also very i keep using that word but and but also very uh uh like and this is a very bad word but for lack for lack of a better word it's like very cinematic mm-hmm. and how it's like it's so everything from the music to like the camera movements to um to like the amount of action going on in the scene it's it's like i couldn't believe what i've seen does that make sense yeah no and yeah. he does mm-hmm. that a lot throughout the film like he, he did so much 
that seems like it should be from like the dream or something like you and i feel like something about it that feels like it's more in the 70s more in line with the 70s like it feels like it's because it's, it's in the 70s set in the 70s it just feels more real more tactile does mm, that make sense yeah like, um it's um and because it's so low budget because it's so uh feels like it's very much it, it doesn't it feels much more lived in than something like and this is going to be a totally weird comparison but it reminds me a lot of roma and how there's so much going on in certain shops and so many people in certain shops while roma is a little unconvinced because of how clean everything was and how sleek everything was in this film um i was very convinced by like by everything that we're seeing and how tactile it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, I've listened to say, but <laughs> no, no. There is. Uh, I've I've heard people talking about this a little bit more, not with this particular movie in mind, but mm-hmm. uh, just in general talking about like set design and general just you know design is like movies don't really have like texture like this anymore. Like this, uh, this definitely does have like a like. While it is like very, you know, like exact with a lot of its visuals, mm-hmm. like really polished. There is like you know, and part of it's down to just, I think, the effect of film grain, just the very very minor effect and low that budget has. and low be- low budget. Right. You can feel it, but like there is like texture to like everything mm-hmm. in this uh, that is like a pretty unique. Uh, combo with the with how you know like polished it is, um, and, and it feels a lot different from like the films of the, what you think of seventies films, right? Which feels hmm. very grimy, kind of, and kind of very bad word, but very gritty, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like because you know the the filmmakers are trying to throw out anything that's clean or sleek or or um, or uh, or uh, or polished, and they're trying to make something that's real. Um, like you're just talking about any like Scorsese film or or any or like uh, the French Connection for playback. Mm. And with this film, out of 1973, it just feels so. It feels very modern. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very. Uh, it feels not just modern, but it, but it, but it feels. It feels like of a different time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not exactly the 70s. It's not exactly like the 60s or 80s or 2000s, whatever. It feels very like of its own place and time mm. and how it's made and how it's presented. Um, you can't ever really tell, except like in a couple of scenes where people are in bell bottoms, you can't really, you can't really tell, you know, when, and obviously this film is like set in a non time, right? Mm. It's like, you know, it's either in the seven, 15th century or, you know, with people running around super cameras in the, Mm-hmm. 60s something like that you know it's very um it feels very of a different time and place i think that's what adds to it's like to my sense of awe whenever i'm watching it because i can't really i can't put my finger on how anything was done and how and what where the mindset of the filmmaker was like the time and place that he lives in except for like it's obviously very much inspired by like the uh, drug-induced hippie revolution of like mm-hmm. the 60s you know right. and it feels very much like that in, in, in that way like it feels like a, it could be in line with like an Andy Warhol film you know mm-hmm. and how there's just so much um, so much that feels very much like it's just it feels like these people were obviously they were obviously on drugs when they were, make, when they were making it but, have you seen yeah. uh, 
Have you seen uh, Yellow Submarine or Magical Mystery Tour? I have Tour? not, but it remind me of like Beatles covers, like Beatles, like uh, mm-hmm. like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club and um, whatever the whatever Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, covers, you know, I, I was thinking about. Um, I don't know if this was like intentional or not, but like the when the guy goes through like the little white circle and comes out into the rainbow room mm-hmm. made me think of pink floyd the album cover dark side of the moon mm-hmm. it's a little bit of that yeah That's i don't great. know if that was intentional yeah. but like there is it, it, there yeah there's an obvious like footprint of, of that, of that type culture of, yeah on this mm-hmm. but it still manages to like really remove itself from like being too steeped mm-hmm. in that and yeah. it sort of yeah mm-hmm. it, it like sort of works to it doesn't want to be yeah you know? yeah but yeah speaking of like album covers like the music in this film is like just incredible yeah mm-hmm. like it's so immersive and so different in different times uh um it's it, like i think jordan also co-composed the music yeah i saw and like I three other people yeah. who were credited right, as, yeah. or two other people him as the third were like the people who did the music i think yeah which is pretty cool i really liked this stuff when they were uh it was one of the scenes involving like a computer or something. They started playing some like, I don't know, like, like really a heavy riff, synthesized like oh no, like yeah, you know, just some yeah. weird like you know what seventy what, what the seventies idea of like computers yeah, was like futuristic <laughs> music and it's just synth- but like it really what it did sound good yeah yeah like, it didn't sound cheesy the, the, this is like you such know a, that scene sorry no it's okay. Uh, you go ahead. I'm not going to say anything interesting. Well, I, I might not either, but I think um, <laughs> it feels like if, it, if it's a little dated, it feels like it, it. It feels like it doesn't understand technology that well. Because like, you know, the scene where they're like, where we see those caskets and see those dead people, and we have like these, he has like these monitors next to these dead people, and like they, they're like, they're like electronics inside them that make them like say any like they can talk or they can like oh kiss you know, their loved they, ones goodbye they can and kiss stuff. Their loved yeah, ones yeah. stuff yeah yeah you know like they have these they, these he has these like remote controls that look like they just he just took them out of like i don't know like like they look like car parts mm-hmm. and he's like he just, he's just like pressing them and they're making like these weird very analog noises and like the character there, there was just one line this is like going towards what you were saying but there was this one line where um i think it's uh the uh, the lady with short hair, who, who wears like the purple suit, mm-hmm. uh, it's Prince. her. It's her. Yeah, her her story. And at one point, she's like using electronic computers. Yes. And I don't remember what came after that. Yeah. I was just so hung up on the fact that she said electronic computers. Yeah, I was like, yes, those <laughs> yeah. that type, as opposed to the analog ones. Super cool. Uh, but I love this stuff with, uh, it like doesn't give a shit that it doesn't know what it's, it's like yeah, general. I mean, it's, it's all supposed to be fake anyway. Yeah. Even the stuff that they do know stuff about is like, you know, a warped fake version. Yeah. You know? But I love the abs, just like general, like futuristic ideas. Like they will be able to, uh, do their own last rites and stuff that, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that stuff's like so off the wall mm-hmm. that it, it, I love that. That's some of my favorite stuff, uh, in those people's like little worlds um uh, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. cool uh i love mm-hmm. i love i all love the guns, guns. yeah yeah the, 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 the guns like shaped out of like religious 
Pervnilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah awesome. the Jew, the Jewish gun is awesome. <laughs> they were playing awesome, so awesome music. Yeah, there they, it's almost part. sounded like Black Sabbath or something. Like it was. They were playing awesome music. Yeah, that that was an awesome part Just of the, score. the the. Uh, What's it called? The the Hanukkah candle holder. Oh God. Is it a menorah. The menorah. menorah. Yes. Menorah. Yeah, it's a menorah. That a menorah. That's yeah. a menorah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah ding just, ding uh... ding. <laughs> yeah, that that one was my favorite out of the religious that one's weapons. Cool. I do like the Christ gun as well, though. Just like, that, yeah. yeah. That... <laughs> What's it's the other? Cool. Oh, the Buddhist gun's cool too. They just got a gun like shoved through a, a Buddhist. And and that's Buddhist just like chamber. a great idea in general, like a gun for Buddhists. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're making guns for everybody. So yeah, we got ones like, for Buddhists. We got ones for you know, you know could, Jewish people. I've, Christians and Jews they do use guns. Yes, I feel, or at least you know in movies they do. Buddhists. Yeah. Never, <laughs> <laughs> but they've got so one. In a case religious you want demographic, one. you would never need to market guns for, which makes it so, you know, just to have a little yeah barrel of a gun poking through a Buddha statue. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the Peru kids. They're training them to want to kill Peruvians. Oh, you love them? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I, not what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I love that idea of like I this computer says we're gonna have to wage war with Peru, so we're gonna go ahead and get some kids hating Peru. Yeah, and they'll go to war against Peru, and they've just got like some guy, some like Peruvian painting. Yeah, a, a painting of a Peruvian person mm-hmm. in like fleece. They're like, ah! they hate him. <laughs> I love that you know they're like creating propaganda. Captain Captain against the Peruvian oh, monster. That's right. Yeah, says. fight the Peruvian monster. <laughs> like that. That's just so fucking funny. Like, yeah, super cool. The it, perfect amount of over the top. Yeah, it's not like it, there's a lot of shit from like the late '60s and '70s. Putney, uh, not to keep going back, but just because I've seen it. But Putney Swope also has that vibe of like you know like we're rebelling against, um everything you know but this like you know or like you know really just sort of like being rebellious for or like you know satirical for its own sake but this you know like so much feels like bullshit Mm -hmm. and then it's like the early 2000s or like late 90s of like you know like burger king rebel against authority you know (laughs) uh but this feels like pretty substantial it's like just it's like the right balance uh, and it really like sets itself apart from like the the sort of like that cultural idea of rebellion, mm-hmm. bullshit boomer rebellion. You did drugs. Yep, <laughs> that was your rebellion. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the right amount of funny like everywhere. Sometimes it's like you know how funny is this supposed to be, which you can yeah. get with a lot of stuff that's sort of abstract like this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I sort of get the vibe. It's like it's however funny you. Yeah, funny is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it's like you can decide if that guy poking another person's asshole or, yeah. you know, that can be funny. But I, it's also I'm trying to make it profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... So one thing is like, yeah, I think a lot of the movie's worth comes from like thinking about like, well, what does this mean? You know? Yeah. But also like I want to talk about it because we've talked about it a fair bit when talking about these other more straightforward you know, traditional movies. Uh, like, for me personally, it was like a little bit of a chore getting through. And I think that a lot of that is like the nature of experimental movies or like mm. surreal movies. It's like, you know, you, you just 
don't know what's coming next and not in like a you know ooh, I, I can't wait to see what happens next way but it's just like i know something fucking bullshit's gonna happen right you know yeah. after this so you're kind of sitting through like you know people throwing up or whatever's happening to get yeah. to the next guy shitting on a toilet mm-hmm. uh but you know especially like in the first half like by the end i was pretty much sold on it but like there was like a big chunk of this movie and a lot of like the digressions for like those people's like origins were like okay you know like this is taking a really long time for us to go through like eight more of these guys right yeah i don't know if you guys had a similar experience or like i don't know what i want to get at is like what is this movie's worth in terms of like Rewatching this because uh, I heard Sean Lennon said this is like one of his favorite movies, mm. and, and I could never imagine this being like one of my favorites. You know, like something I can go back to. Right. But I just wanted to know what you guys. I can definitely see myself rewatching this at some point, not too long, because there is like an element like that first half was. I think part of like why the first half is like a little hard to get through, um, is because you know it's like all like you know sort of just all over the place and uh you don't know if it's gonna kick into something and Mm -hmm. it sort of seems like it's not and i think part of it was like i was dreading like just going through you know a series of ideas instead of a, a story of some kind yeah but once we start getting like introduced to the people after the poop has been turned into gold uh it it like sort it i was i was sort of carried away Mm-hmm. Like I was pretty in a groove with it. Um, I didn't feel it after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel. What about you, Zen? Um, yeah, I've, I've been watching like a lot of movies recently, and like a lot of them have like captured like my attention, or like they feel like I. I feel like I was very. Um, I feel like the rewatch. So I've been watching like a lot of movies, and um, it's been like not a chore to get through them, but like. I've been constantly like waiting to see if anything would like really just capture my attention and take me out of myself. I think this is like one of the few movies as of late where I felt like I've I've been just like totally taken out of where I am right now and like just like fully immersed in a film. And there were a couple times where I had to like remind myself I'm just watching a movie and like I'm not like living through a horrific through the horrific events that these characters are going through um, mm-hmm. or these people are that, that's shown in this film. Um, I agree. Like I didn't know what's happening. Like I. I did. I, I thought it was going to be a huge chore before it's, before watching this movie. I was mm-hmm. like, like none of the, the 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 promotional material for this film like captured me at all. Like I felt like it was going to be set in one room, but then like after seeing how like vast it is and how massive it feels, I was very like enraptured by the movie. I, I and I feel like it has a lot of rewatch factor, especially if you like see it projected, because um, mm. there's just so much like detail and nuance that you can maybe catch up on or you can maybe um try and focus on that you haven't seen before and like you guys are just talking about things that you you talk, you're talking about a lot of events in the film that i don't remember because i just because i watched it yesterday you know and you just watched it mm-hmm. and i feel like i'd like to rewatch it because i i don't remember a snake in a sweater or anything <laughs> and i'd like to watch that you know i'd like to see that um I think in terms of like this, is, I believe this is a horror movie podcast, right? Or, <laughs> yes. Right. This is a horror movie series, you know. That's what I'm told. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is this is this isn't a great horror film, but I think it's a very good like a, a film that would really that would easily get under anyone's skin, just because I think 
no one's expecting how upsetting it might be. I don't know if that's a, if that's a good um, way of describing it, but I had this inkling that I'd want to show anybody this movie and be like, check this out, see what you, let me see what you think, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to watch, I'd like to sit with other people and see how they react to the film. But that feels like also very, uh, that feels very, I don't know, predictable. I feel like this film wants to do that, yeah. you know? And um, um, and I feel I feel like that's like something an annoying E twenty four guy would do when watching this film. <laughs> so I I um I feel like there's a lot of rewatch value. I feel like this film's very I won't forget it. Like even if I never watch it again, I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. Like forget what I went through. Like I won't forget it unless like, you get dementia. Yeah, <laughs> unless you get <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, who knows? You know. <laughs> who knows what the future may hold yeah <laughs> exactly yeah but i feel like um it's memorable but not in a way that feels like obnoxious mm-hmm. right like it, like it wants you to remember it i feel like it just lets you can't forget it like it's so unique mm. that there's no way you can like forget and it's obviously influenced so much you know mm-hmm. like I was reminded of, like so many things when like I I've never seen the show Maniac, but like I I like I've seen the promotion material reminds me of this, you mm. know, or like or you know anything like you know, I've seen so many music videos that remind me of this, mm. you know, it's just so very influential I think, and you know, there should be more of poop in movies. That's what I think. <laughs> You're right there. You're dead on. I want to bring this up because I think. Uh... Maybe it's a continuation of that uh, talking point, but I feel like this is definitely like it's going to sound cunty saying it, but I feel like this is like an artist's movie. Like I really don't feel like, and you know, that's nothing profound, but like, you know, I think that's generally the appeal Mm -hmm. of him as a director is like, he said, like I've read quotes that say like, you know, none of my movies will ever make money. That's not what I want to do. And so it, I don't know. To me, they they exist in this weird space where there's almost like, you know, you think of like directors who like don't try to impress audiences. And I guess it's like David Lynch to an extent, you know, but like even then, like, you know, there's such a disconnect between this and like a David Lynch movie where like this has like absolutely zero interest and in, like, you know, entertaining yeah, people you in, a, in a way that like, you know, most movies do, yeah. which like. You know, I don't know. It it goes against a little bit of what I associate as like you know the spirit of movies. You know, like mm-hmm. entertaining masses. Right. You know, is kind of like you know from the outset, like you know one of the things that like movies are are you know trying to do. But this this seems like really only interested in like fueling other artists. Yeah. Or like giving. Yeah you know, people that even not, I say artists because like, I, I think a lot of musicians liked this movie. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, his other shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if that guy's that made it, you guys want to say anything? No. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it does sound like sort of pretentious, but it's true. Uh, the, it, it is like an artist movie or at least it, you know, people who are, you know, uh, willing to put in a little, work yeah yeah. with their viewing experience um and yeah it definitely is meant to like stimulate you know other creative Mm -hmm. people uh you know and that people on the creative spectrum on the creative spectrum um (laughs) 
but yeah, I, you know, I, I think like, I think I'm on the creative spectrum. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah. My therapist has been telling me I'm on the creative spectrum, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I think there are like plenty of people who are just sort of like normal viewers and, you know, not necessarily like, you know, filmmakers or aspiring creatives who could probably at least appreciate certain things about this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right, the, right. It, there is also like, you know, in terms of like, you know, there is also like, you know, like I don't want to entertain people, which it's like this movie is like entertaining enough, you know, if yeah, it's yeah. not like so oblique that it's like, you know trying not to you know it's trying to be uh, the best form of what it can be mm-hmm. but um there is yeah there is also like an element of uh you know like don't kid yourself like you you know like don't forget you are entertainment like just don't don't just forget your audience yeah um i don't know why well, I, why i'm saying that but also you know this i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know where that's I'm such going a good point like that's such a good point because like while I was watching this film the entire time, a lot of the times I was like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to upset? Because he's always, the, the film is always trying to put you on edge. Like, mm-hmm. everything is, like, very upsetting. Like, there's this one costume this girl wears with, like, the green, like, spikes coming out of her costume. And I'm like, that's so upsetting. Like, that's so, like, mm-hmm. it feels tailor-made to be, like, very skin-crawling and, and um, to be so cringe-inducing and, like, teeth-grinding in a way that, it, it, it reminds the entire film, and I know this sounds like it's not a recommendation of the film. I don't like it, but you know when you have a fork and you're like scraping it against like a plate or something like that. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what the film felt like the yeah. entire time. You know, yeah. Or, and, you know, I, I feel like um, uh, speaking of like art piece, you know, this film was like shown at MoMA PS One as like an exhibit. You know, hmm. like you just, they just showed it on a screen mm-hmm. and you could walk into the film. Like it's an art exhibit, an art piece, you know? So I think, um, that goes to like this film's a, l- a little provocative and a little, a little, uh, a little, um, um, uh, very out there, but I, and you know, is it just for artists? Is it just to inspire people to be creative? I mean, I, I would agree on that front, but also like, I like when I when I I kept forgetting that I was like watching something that you know I kept forgetting that it was a chore, and mm-hmm. I feel like I kept I kept I kept forgetting that I was doing this kind of because my friends asked me to you know like I because I I kept thinking like oh this is like way better than I imagined it would be mm-hmm. way more entertaining or way more uh, enrapturing than anything I thought it would be I feel like the idea of the holy mountain is kind of like the film seems like something that would be a chore you know but like when you watch it at least for me it ended, it ended up being something much more uh much more exciting something i appreciate more much more pleasurable in a way uh, and i think that's very weird to say when you're watching a film like this but like it felt much more p- pleasurable mm. and um i appreciate that i watched it like i'm glad i watched it you know i would i probably wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for this podcast you know, mm. I'd be like, why the, why I would never watch something like this. And now I think I'm ready for Sallow, you know, <laughs> I think I'm prepped and ready. And I think that should be your next film. I think your next series should be on Sallow. That should be good. Yeah. We do a whole, we watch Sallow, uh, 16 times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> for next Halloween. They pooped again yeah. in this one. She ate the poop. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is like on top of, you know, like it is like enjoyable and it's like there is something to also to be said like when you aren't 
like playing to your audience, it doesn't mean you're not giving them something they don't want. You know, mm-hmm. it's like right. you can also be like pushing, you know, like the viewer in me, you know, this isn't like the most experimental or most like, you know, uh, abrasive thing I've watched. Yeah. But it is like really of, uh, necromantic was pretty nasty. And also okay. live leak videos, you know, uh, I've seen worse <laughs> stuff. But uh, it is like, you know, because it, it's also entertaining, it's also like pushing you a little bit like the viewer in you at least you know, to sort of accept things or to work with. I was thinking a very similar thing. Like, the term push came to me Mm -hmm. because a lot of movies, it's like, um, I watched uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand recently, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is a Robert Zemeckis crowd-pleasing movie, um, but it's very much, like, all about pulling you in. Like, everything's supposed to be, like, pleasing and fun and, like, exciting. And with this, it's, like, not necessarily trying to make me hate it, but also, like, I'm just feeling pushed by it. Yeah. You know, it's like, here's dogs ripping each other's ears off. Yeah. You know, here's a guy shitting in a glass bowl. It's, like, you know, not really enticing me. It's more like, you know, can you stomach this? Right. Then keep coming, you know, and I don't know... You know, I don't think that necessarily makes it bad or, or yeah. worse, but it is, like, different and, like, you know, somewhat at odds with the reason that we watch movies, I think, or the reason that a lot of people do. A little bit. I, I think I think our, our, our ideas of what stories are supposed to do and, like, you know, what they are supposed to be, like, for us mm-hmm. have, uh, at least being born into, like, you know, like a, a, a media a media blast of a world, you know, just this total soup where it's like, you know, people are only getting closer and closer to like perfecting, you know, or like cleaning up entertainment and like making it as effective Mm -hmm. uh, as they can and digestible. Yeah. Pulling in as many dollars as it can. Yeah. Holding your attention. You know, uh, I, I think it is, you know, necessary to have stuff that sort of like gives you something that puts you off but also it's like if you stick around and you you know put in a little brain power yeah you'll find something and also the idea even though i do like you know the the ending does irk me slightly Mm -hmm. there is like uh at least as of late i've liked movies that don't quite give you closure Mm -hmm. uh in the right way or like you know fulfill something yeah you know and you know focusing more on like the process or like you know and that's sort of what this movie is is like a process i think a lot of um a lot of what we can appreciate about this now comes from the fact that it's one of those movies that like stops you Mm -hmm. like um valerie and her week of wonders is like a i wouldn't say similar but like it's got a lot of experimental elements and like it's a little hard to sit through and some of it's just like repetitive and stuff but um stuff like this and that they don't want you to move on afterwards Mm -hmm. which is a good thing because i you know we work with people who like you know try to shove tv shows down our throats like you should watch this you should watch this you should watch this yeah and like that's just like the nature of like media now is like you know you get on netflix and it's like you know i don't i don't spend a whole lot of time i don't consolidate my viewing experience like you know it's taken me like seven months to get eight episodes into Fargo. Right. You know? And, uh, but like, 
I, I know how it is. Like, shows end, and then they're immediately like, you'll probably like this six-season uh, television yeah. series. How about you start it now? You know, like, right after finishing right. something. During that, the credits. Yeah, they, of... they don't even let you see the credits. They're just like, you'd probably like Ozark. Yeah, here's some more, 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 <laughs> more, more, you know. Yeah, and with this, it's like the total opposite. It's like, focus on what is behind you, you yeah. know, not... Yeah. Think about it and what it, you know, what its significance is. Yeah. That's a great point. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anybody else have any ideas? Well, like, like, um, like uh, you said, um, this also exists like outside the realm of like a movie that they would ever show. Like, because you're talking about films that maybe feel like, uh, like something that at least in me this has been like following me and being like you should maybe get to this you should maybe get this you should maybe get to this you know but it it doesn't it feels so like unique in that when we think of like films i feel like um that feel, that feel like we should tackle or they, they're experimental in nature or they're strange and you know they they're, they're more interested in ideas and story or something like that you know we be you know they'll be shown in like freaking film school like jean dealman you know like mm-hmm. that, that that's like a three and a half hour movie where it feels like it'll be a chore. I mean, it's not a chore, but these films, like the films like that, like experimental films, like 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 that, will be like. But I can't ever imagine anyone showing this at film school, you know. Yeah. I can't ever imagine anyone showing this to be like, this is how you should make something, or this is how you should, uh, this is what you should emulate. You know, look at how incredible this is. Mm-hmm. Which I might be wrong. They might be showing this in freaking I don't know. A real film liberal school, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in, like a liberal arts school in like New Hampshire or something like that, right. you know, yeah. where you know, or like I don't know, McGill in Quebec. But you know, this is um, I don't know if I could recommend this to people. You know, mm-hmm. does it make sense? Yeah, but I'd be like, you should check it out. Probably, like I'd be like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend you. Like I would never tell my parents to watch this ever right. in their life. Mm-hmm. They would like, they'd be turned off by like yeah. the first instance of like a replicated Jesus you know, that, you know? <laughs> so you can show it to grandma and tell her it's the Beatles movie yeah so it's the Beatles movie I think and then turn it yeah. on oh, so I want, it's, it's like I want to hold your hand yeah it's, like, it's yeah. like something like the that the unofficial sequel to I want to hold your hand yeah I think there's George Harrison right there <laughs> uh, with the flies on his face what were you saying? You like the heart. Matt, you reviewed a movie on Letterboxd, and you said, like, showing this to Grandma, gaslighting her oh. into thinking it's something else. Oh, I show, it was Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I said, uh, gaslighting, showing this to your grandma and gaslighting her into believing it's Charlie Chaplin, because <laughs> it was, like, mostly silent and uh, it was black and white. And it's like, but this a, would... a guy gets, like, stuff shoved up his ass and stuff <laughs> in it, and people are getting torn apart. But this would be an awesome movie to gaslight your grandma into thinking this is magical mystery to her or something. Yeah, or... like, why are you freaking out? This is normal. Like, oh my God, what? What, what? an asshole? No. They just, play, they just played eight days a week. Jesus, grandma. Man, you're really losing it, grandma. <laughs> that does, like, the, the idea of, like, not recommending this to people or like this not really having a place in, in in places like film school which you know even do like dabble in showing you experimental stuff where do you think this movie's like legacy is now like what 
like where does this movie sit like in our culture like is it just like you know some weird movie artifact for like hardcore film people or like i guess what do you think the end goal of the movie was compared to where it is now if either of you have any Mm. ideas um well i i mean there is uh, it's it's stayed like just as a conceptual and like you know idea based thing this movie's like so eye popping and full of creativity mm-hmm. that you know i definitely think you know especially in comparison to stuff you know especially mainstream but also art films now or like what art you know quote unquote art cinema would constitute mm-hmm. these days but like um I don't know. I I think it's very like we've been talking about how unique it is, but it definitely has like a place as like a pretty, you know, prime example of like, you know, if you're talking about like surrealism or, you know, like sort of abstract stuff that's really sort of arty. uh, This is like the way to do it. Like this would be considered like, you know, a masterpiece of art cinema in my, you know, beyond like uh more accessible stuff like david lynch where Mm -hmm. there's always like a pretty concrete you know at least backbone to it Mm -hmm. um but you know when you start getting more out there you know like this is pretty polished and after you get to a certain point you can pretty much get through it yeah and uh i don't know i think it's definitely like even though it's removed it's like sort of also a product of its time and like the ideas of experimentation Mm mm-hmm uh, of past decades. Um, but yeah, it, it does like by removing itself, it also sort of removes itself from having like a place by removing itself from like time or like a movement or anything. Mm-hmm. It also sort of like, you also can't like fit it into a cultural slot mm-hmm. really. No, what uh, like grind, like you could, you brought up a great point about being like something for artists, like, or I, I think you were Matt brought that up. I forgot already. It is both. But, um, Okay, yes. So uh, it's like something that exists for like, it reminds me of like, um, it's for a few people. So it reminds me of like this, uh, of like the Sparks Brothers in a way that they're so like, they're not very big, but like they're very, there's a, they're very influential in the world of music, right? Mm. Um, Maybe just because I watched a film featuring Sparks Brothers music, that's why I'm talking about them. But um, I think, it's a film that exists maybe for artists, you know, I think that's a great point, but, but not in a way that's sort sort of like, it's something that people can like discover and, 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 um, sort of, uh, um, open their minds to like how different art or how different art can be, like what different art can be, you know, I, I think it's very, very much like, like you guys said, I think it, it exists for people, I think, for, I think people that are interested in like, in film and in in culture and in and they're interested in like you know the the sort of pop art movement and or like you know um the idea of like the 60s or the 70s and um it feels very much like it exists to inspire Mm. um and like just like you two said um but you know can you group this in like I, I wanted to compare it to like Ulysses in a way. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I thought of that too. You know, like it reminds me of Ulysses in a way that it's so unique and it t- it does things so differently and it's but it's also very um, 
it's something you have to tackle, but and but it, it feels like it's influenced so much mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah, and it, it ex- yet Lewis's Ulysses feels like it exists for writers. I feel like this film exists for like visual for the visual arts, like visual artists or artists mm-hmm. or and and filmmakers and stuff like that. But yeah, you know this movie okay. reminded me of another '70s movie, which feels apart from time and ends with one of the main characters inheriting something from another one of the main characters Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you're not wrong though I mean no yeah. yeah a lot of the stuff like in the factory and yeah, stuff was, yeah. and maybe I've just had that movie on my mind recently but like Timothy Chalamet Willy also, Wonka. we're not gonna talk about <laughs> him or that movie but <laughs> the original movie is great, uh, yeah. but it also felt like kind of trippy in, in a, yeah. a similar yeah, that's way. A great point. It's got a similar texture to it, too, because it's got like that sort of low budget and they were kind of they were a little bit against the odds mm-hmm. getting it made. I mean, you know, it's right, very, but it's also, but it's like also polished and like slick in its visuals and like special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a very similar way. And you have characters like uh, one person taking these characters through like. These group of people mm. through like a journey, you know, it's like perfect. It's like Willy Wonka and um, the Holy Mountain, a double feature, <laughs> an unlikely, <Willy> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm glad you both got what I meant. No, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and partially it's just born out of the same aesthetic. Yeah, you know, but right. it, there is like a very, very. There's a lot more uniting mm-hmm. those two movies. There's a, somewhere in. My I don't brain. think there's quite. Eight kids, are there? There's Mike TV. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, if like the whole, Holy Mountains, five. Holy Mountains, a uh, uh, retelling of the classic Willy Wonka, Wonka journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I, did Willy Wonka come out first? I think it did come out first. I think Willy Wonka was seventy-one, and I want to. This was seventy-four, right? Uh, I think there's. This is seventy-three. Seventy-three. Oh, Willy Wonka came out in 71, right? Oh, okay. looks like uh, Hodorowski might have been doing a little cheating, might have been mm-hmm. peeking over yeah. at uh, at uh, <laughs> Wonka's no, papers. Stuart. He was like, yeah, he, he was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Snell, Slugsworth? Slugsworth. I was about to say Snellgort. <laughs> he's like, he's the, he's the Slugs, Slugworth to the Willy Wonka of Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Yes. The part when Slugworth like he goes up the airy mountain <gasps> down the rushing glen. Oh. We dare not go a hunting for fear of little men. That's right. The little guy in this movie. That's, sure. the, that's the connection. Oompa Loompas. Fear of him. Yep. Any monkeys in Willy Wonka? No. Now we're sounding like Frankie. And Willy Wonka. And you have a man's pe- an old man's penis and <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we we touched on a lot of things. Jordowski, Jordowski tried to make. I think we should talk about. Ooh. I think this should be a podcast. I'm censoring guy. all of this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's we got to talk about it. I mean, it would have been pretty wild to see Jordowski. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Am I saying his name right? Is it Alejandro Jordowski? It doesn't matter. He's Alejandro dead. 
He's not dead. He's alive. <laughs> he's dead I, to I, me. I heard a recent interview. He said he's going to make El Topo 2. What? <laughs> he, he was serious, too. Damn. He, he found somebody who like really liked that movie, and they're fun- it's going to be called like Son of Topo or something. Nice. Son of El Topo. I don't know. I typed in El Topo 2, and Google came- the first thing that Google popped up that recommended it was what the fuck am I saying? The first thing recommended by Google was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and El so there's Topo. connections there. <laughs> L Tinker Tailor Soldier. L Tinker Tailor uh, Topo Spy. But that I don't know. he seems like the director who like you know has had a million projects fall through. I don't yeah. know if that's the case. Maybe it's just because I know that he didn't make Dune, but like. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine this guy like losing funding all yeah. the time for movies. From, yeah, from what I understand, do, he came pretty. I mean, I don't know. I need to watch that documentary. But from what I understand, he came pretty close to Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it, watching them like talk about planets and like sort of like these really garish. And I think a lot of it is that uh, it ended up in the David Lynch Dune because there's a lot of pre-production materials that sort of got handed off. Oh, really? To that production. Uh, I know a lot of art was done, and there was a lot of redesign, but, like, you know, sort of, like, the the more garish, like, you know, people, when they're going through, like, the backstories or, you know, yeah. summaries of these people's lives, uh, that very much, it's like, okay, I can sort of, you know, at first I was like, okay, they, were they just getting, like, some crazy-ass guy, just put him on Dune, because that's the crazy sci-fi yeah. novel or whatever, but... um but also seeing like you know the it may it's just that they talked about planets and for a minute I thought they were on other planets but uh <laughs> you can I can sort of see at least I I see how or I get a very vague idea of how he could have done Dune mm-hmm. or like it's like okay I can see why yeah. somebody'd be like this guy would be right to do this movie mhm 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 I like how the opening, the two girls that we see in the opening look like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And then he, like, shaves their heads. It's pretty wild. It's like, that's very pop art. It's very like, Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. You know? So, very... does this movie have a world record for showing most tits ever in a movie? There were a lot of... It's got to have a world record. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of pornography out yeah. there, but... Yeah, but I mean in like a... Pornography is not eligible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is eligible. On Letterboxd, it's eligible. Yeah, well, in, an, in a non-pornographic letter... film. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen yes. a movie with more breasts. It's got a lot of tits in it. A lot of children's genitalia as a well, A lot though. of children's tits, well, too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of children's genitalia, a lot of men's genitalia, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of women's genitalia. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see a whole I lot think... of vaginas. No, not really. For how many dicks we had to see? There was a giant robotic one. Yeah. No, man. there was also this woman that's completely naked except for like something inside her vagina. Do you remember that? Oh, it's the it's the like one something... girl that's in there with the alchemist. I don't think it's in her vagina. I think she's it's like stuck to the front of oh, her like pelvic the, bone. The the metal leaf thing. Uh, yeah, okay. it's like a little metal leaf. Yeah. We see a that's lot of good. pubes, but yeah. not actual vaginas. Which, I mean, it was the 70s, so I think that's just... Yeah, yeah, that's what vaginas were. Yeah, just hair. <laughs> yeah, just really hair. kind of a, a dark time of... in Dark time history, in human history, but... yeah. Um, other, uh, yeah, just a lot of breasts and a lot of animals and some <laughs> animal fucking. I love seeing animals having sex. And also dead animals. 
lot dead of dead animals. animals. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably probably my least favorite thing about the movie. Right yeah. after Animal seeing kids balls and dicks, it's like yeah. okay, well, I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. It's like it just you get like a creepy vibe from it. It's like it, it's like, you know it, it's like you know imagining Quentin Tarantino like being like yes for this scene you don't understand you need to have your shoes off. For this scene. I get I don't know again, this is one of the things why I brought up the book earlier is like I don't know if there were naked children in the book because there's um mm. what was that fucking book I read? I don't think it was it wasn't nineteen eighty four, it was uh Oh, Brave New World. Brave You're New talking World. Talking about yes, Brave yes, New yes, World yes, yes, kids yes. fucking in Brave yes, New Yes, there's there's like descriptions. I mean it's not graphic, but it's just like, you know, there are naked kids, there are, you know, kids like having sex with each other. And like in a book it's totally different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and when I think, like, when you're translating a book to a movie, you know, at some point you got to stop yourself and say, do I need to see a crowd of uh, seven-year-olds with their penises out? Yeah. You know, do I need that? You don't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you just really going to well, let you know. know. You didn't think you needed it before <laughs> yeah. you watched it. After you watched I'd it. Still, I disagree. I, uh, Michael Jackson might have different things to say. God rest his soul, but... <laughs> I do not see eye to eye with, uh, you know, just a bunch of kids with their dicks out. Yeah. At least they were painted green. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> there was that one kid who was, like, you know, face down, like, on a metal grate. Oh, yeah. And with the bow and arrow. Like, I think he had been killed or something, and, like, his dick was sticking through one. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. 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 But, okay, well, are we ready to get into our completely true stories ratings? Okay, out of what? Out of ten. Out of ten. You didn't. You didn't listen oh. to our other episodes. You I didn't did, listen I did to all forty-two of I the. I thought CTS. I thought completely true stories rating was like the total rating of all the sports put together because it said CTS. And when well, you that, say that's it, average I... CTS score. That's that's like the average score oh. converted to completely true stories, which is our rating system. But here, here is just our ratings. Yeah, just how much you liked it out of ten. Hmm. So uh, we can go first if you. I know you don't like rating movies. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys go first and then? Yes. Matt, is it your turn or my yeah, turn? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I don't know. I like this movie a lot, and it's like kind of hard to judge it, you know, because it's something you have to digest, or you know. I don't know. I liked a lot of things about it and I can see myself rewatching it and it's like extremely unique uh although it was like you know a little abrasive without much you know like dead animals and naked children it was like a little abrasive without like much of or at least evident to me uh, a purpose and it's just trying to sort of shock me sometimes without really you know much of a goal you know, which is just irritating to me, and the first half drags a little bit upon first viewing. I don't know. doesn't matter. Eight out of ten. I liked it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Zen, do you want me to go first, or? Uh, I can go, or whatever you want to do. Let's do you last, since we... Since you're the we'll, guest. We'll end on you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Like, yeah, I don't think... I don't know. I don't, it's. It doesn't seem like one that I could really or that I really need to come back to. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel like I'm glad that I've seen it. Right. I feel like uh, 
I don't know. Maybe I still need to see another one of this guy's movies, but like, you know, from, from how people talked about him and like how beloved he is, like I felt like I needed to see one of his movies, but now I'm like, okay, well, I'm guessing they're mostly like this. Yeah. You know, which isn't terrible, but it's like, okay, well, I know like where my sensibilities are, are pretty far away from where this dude is. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate it or anything. I'm gonna give it like a. I'm gonna give it a five. I think a five, middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't feel like completely negative or. I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in it, but it's just middle. Uh, I I thought um I think it's very unique and I think it's very exhilarating and beautiful at points and horrifying and jarring at other points. It it's like unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um. It's honestly like, I, I, this is such a stupid word to use, but it's like very visionary in a way. Cringe. But uh. I think it's very, um, we're talking about how, how amazing, uh, how, how impressive it is, but I do think it falters on the side of like emotional, like uh, an emotional connection with me. And like, Grant, you talked about how, what our movie's about, what are they supposed to do? And I think I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm torn. Because this film seems more intellectual than emotional, but it's very like, but it feels very uh, like almost like physical. Like you, you can you can physically feel it, but you can't emotionally feel it. That mm. makes any sense. It might not, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah, I, I think. I, 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 but you know, it's like unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I, I just gotta give the props for like, I gotta I've gotta give the film props for how bonkers and insane it is and just what it pulls off so yeah it's very inspiring and beautiful so i'd give it a, i'll give it a two out of ten i'm kidding i'll <laughs> give it a i'll give it i'll give it an 8.5 okay know. i'm just baffled by the film so yeah, yeah. 8.5 well would it improve your score or lessen it to remember the lady having sex with the mountain <laughs> when she's like, uh, rub your, rub your clitoris on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. This film was in English, right? Like it wasn't in Spanish or Mexican. It seems like it the English. actors, yeah, are speaking English, even though like most of it, a lot of, or at least a lot of it is dubbed. Or yeah. It seems dubbed. Okay. Cause I was like, I hope I wasn't watching like an English dubbed version. Cause I thought it was a Mexican film and I thought it was in Spanish. I think it I is. Yeah. They're just. They're just not, they're speaking English, mm -hmm. but you know, which saves the film. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Matt's notorious for not liking movies that are not in English language. Yeah, sorry, I just don't have time. Mainly, <laughs> sorry, French, I don't want to fucking read. French yeah, and exactly. Swedish movies. Yes. I don't like the way, we've talked about this, Grad and I have, but I don't like the way Swedish movies, or is it Swedish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way they call you slut at the end. I don't need that. <laughs> Wild Strawberry's great movie. Slut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good heavens. Yeah. Fuck you. How dare you. Slut? <laughs> Where do you get off? Yeah. Mother, you don't know me. <laughs> What I do is none of your business. And French people are, you know... Crime. French people just suck. <laughs> yeah, they're abominations, you know. And if Ratatouille didn't exist, let's just say they'd be off the map. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's just say that. I agree, I agree. Which is an American-made movie. 
about yeah. France, about, which is why it's acceptable. About an American guy going to France. That's right. The rat is technically French. Although he speaks fluent English. American. Much he better. Speaks American. That's right. He speaks American right. much better than French. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Talk right. All right. Is that it? Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this spooky episode. That's right. This very scary movie. Were you scared? Are you going to. Are you going to. Are you going to sleep with the lights on tonight? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm scared that there will be jars of balls all around me trying to come <laughs> Scary episode of Goosebumps. Yep. Get your nuts cut off by a policeman and. Oh, with yeah. a really bad hairdo. A really bad hairdo horrible. and really close together eyes. <laughs> I know. This guy's kind of ugly. Sin, yeah. <laughs> have no you offense. have you seen anything on our on our list this year besides uh, Phantom Carriage? Like, listen to your podcast. No, like any of the I've movies. The like, have you seen any of the movies that we reviewed? Yeah, or our review? We've um, got Faust, uh, Eyes Without a Face. Oh, I want to see that. How is that? Eyes Without a Face? Eyes Without a Face has probably gotten the least positive reviews out of, you know, outside of it just being a French movie. Uh, Are you downloading the episode? (laughs) Only only in Amityville. (laughs) Yeah, Eyes Without a Face, I did not like that movie very much. Yeah. And I feel like it would be the same for you, but I don't know. Uh, I've not seen. It. I want to see it. Yeah, the Oni Baba was great. Yeah, see Oni Baba. You love Oni Baba. The Night of the Demon, or it's just called Night of the Demon. That one is awesome. We've reviewed that. Um, the Golem. I can't stress to you enough that you need to watch the Golem, and you need to watch it with the score by Wudek. <laughs> and uh, what's that? The Golem. It's a silent film. Yeah, it's an early. Silent. I think it was probably the oldest one on our list, probably. right? 1920, I think, is when that came out. Downloaded. Yes. Yes. Views. It, it really Listens. is like it. It that one was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that watch. was that was an awesome uh, surprise because I thought it was gonna suck, but it was neither really of great. us are big fans of silent films. No, so yeah. like for that one to woo us the way it did. <laughs> um, Grant, I disagree with the little statement that you made in your freaking Phantom Carriage review. You're like. I don't think silent films should have titles. And I, I know what you mean, but it's very new. Filmmaking is very new back then, you know. They don't really know. They're trying to work out. They're still working out the kinks. I don't think they're aware. You know what you should watch? You should watch um, The Last Laugh by F.W. Murnau. You know, do you know F.W. Murnau? Do you know him? Wait, what? F- yeah, he, he, he directed Faust, which is the second to last movie oh. we're watching this year. Oh, cool. Sick. Well, he... Um, he was one one filmmaker that tried not to use inner titles because he believed like he tried his hardest like to go for really long periods of times in his films like where he didn't use inner titles mm-hmm. but uh, i think you should watch the last laugh i think that's one inner title in that film uh, um uh, that's an amazing movie but um um so you disagree but you think that <laughs> no, <I laughs> you found a good example like- of why i'm right yeah, right. You one example when you're right, but I disagree because it's a new medium. You know, how, they they're trying, they're just trying to express themselves. You know, they're, they're not aware of you know how cinema, although it's a visual medium. You know, they, they yes, it's visual, but it's also like moving pictures, and it's also like light, and it's also like 
faces and 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 um and it's so different than new and there's so much to try and capture that I feel like one could get overwhelmed like if you just if you know you know 20 years out no like 30 years out from how from cinema having been even invented they're like you know we should like think about this because they don't know that they 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 can have sound like they just think that this is it so people are only going to accept this so they'll just accept but i agree with you in some aspects you know well i think i my or my argument was that like you know, it, it was new and like, yeah, they, they didn't really have like a roadmap of how to do this. But like, I think from the get out, they were like, you know, kind of going about it wrong by like just filling movies. And like I, I, I said in that, that there are plenty of like silent movies that have intertitles that are like, you know, I'm fine with them. But uh, Birth of a Nation, right? <laughs> what? Birth oh, Birth of a Nation. Of a Nation. Birth. Yeah. One of the great films. Yeah. That Birth one's... Yeah, but... Uh, Popcorn classic. You know, the, <laughs> there are there are movies that, like, rely way too heavily on them. And I think, like, you know, just because nothing better, you know... Like, just because sound movies didn't exist yet doesn't mean that, you know, they work while also, you know, uh, succumbing to the flaw of overusing inner titles you know what i mean like i I think it's still like it's it's still a flaw you know just because they didn't know any better like doesn't make it good you know especially in retrospect let's look at the story of christ uh right yeah no the main takeaway is that people in the past are stupid stupider than us Mm -hmm. and that's true yeah but i mean yeah